Hello and welcome to Wisdom Wednesday. This is what we do on Wednesdays here at the Midweeks. Diving into Proverbs and drawing out from it part of God's wisdom. I really love the book of Proverbs and I find it so uh, challenging to understand sometimes. So I want to just spend time in the book of Proverbs to hear God's word. And this is a book for Christians. It is a book for the church. It's quoted a few times in the New Testament. So we can see from that habit that the Old Testament, or sorry, the New Testament writers quoted from Proverbs that they, they considered it to be the word of God to the church as well as to the people in the Old Testament time. And so I love this book. And one way to grow in understanding the book is to try to teach from it. So this is what I'm doing. Um, I want to today uh, skip to the back of Proverbs, again, to another uh, section that just came up during my, my weekly readings, and that's from Proverbs chapter 30. And this is uh, a section from the sayings of Agur. Agur is not Solomon. He's somebody else who's writing or has composed Proverbs, probably a Gentile, I'm told, which is great. The book of Proverbs is mostly Solomon's writing, but in the end we see that there are some sol- the, some sayings um, collected by Hezekiah's men, some sayings from Agur, and then Proverbs 31 is a poem by King Lemuel that his mother taught him, which is cool to me. It's kind of like... This is an instance where, you know, you have a, a woman um, producing scripture, okay? And so it comes through King Lemuel, but the scripture is really clear that the beginning of the poem or the source of it is from Lemuel's mother, which is great. And so, but that's not what we're looking at today. What we're looking at today is one of Agur's sayings from Proverbs 30, and it's about desire, Okay, the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord, and the first 10 chapters of Proverbs is just about stirring up your desire to fear the Lord, to see the benefits of fearing the Lord, to see the consequences of choosing to not fear the Lord. Um, you may remember a few weeks ago, we, talk, we, we were reading how um, Pro- Solomon was saying that, you know, wisdom is more precious than all the gold and the rubies in the world. There's nothing you can desire that can compare with her. And see, there's a key word, desire. So we will never be wise unless we understand that we are desiring people, people full of desires. And our desires can either be for life and wisdom or it can be for foolishness and death. And this is what Agur wants to say in his saying here. So I'm going to be reading from Proverbs chapter 30. Verses 15 and 16. Agur says, The leech has two daughters. Give and give, they cry. Three things are never satisfied. Four never say enough. Sheol, the barren womb, the land never satisfied with water, and the fire that never says enough. Now, what I'm about to say here, I think is, is I, I was taught by a guy named Bruce Walkie, who's a Proverbs expert, and had the privilege of listening to him walk through Agur um, at the church I attended out in Vancouver. But I just want to give some credit where credit's due. But Agur saying here is all about 
desire, all about hunger, all about thirst, um, all about the quest to be satisfied. And so he starts off with this picture of a leech. And as I understand it, when Agar's talking about leeches here, he's talking about a certain kind of leech that would like grip on with one end and then eat with the other end. So the, the ancients would kind of see a leech as a creature with two mouths. One that kind of held on to you and the other the one that would like suck your blood or whatever it is. And so when it says the leech has two daughters, it, it, they're not really sure if they're talking about procreation there or if they're talking about the two mouths of a leech, it's two endpoints. And Hebrew uses the word daughter for lots of different things. Um, if you had a major city like Jerusalem, the daughters were sometimes not just the women in the city, it was actually like the little villages around Jerusalem. So in Steinbeck, we might say that one of the little towns around us is a bit of a daughter town. So they, they connect with us, they come shopping here, they look to us as one of the bigger cities. And we would be a daughter city for Winnipeg, because when we need something big, we go to Winnipeg. When you want to work with a big firm, you go to Winnipeg. And so um, here we have a leech who has extensions. And these extensions know how to feed. And so Agoras wants to give us a picture of a creature who's all about hunger, all about desire. And so he picks the leech who has like two mouths or, and these two mouths each say give. They're just hungry, 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 hungry. And so with that picture in mind, so we're thinking about thirst, we're thinking about neediness, we're thinking about desire. He gives us Four things that are never satisfied. Four things that never say enough. Sorry, three things that are never satisfied. Four that never say enough. Now, before I get there, one little tidbit for reading Proverbs. Proverbs works by parallels. It says one thing, and then it says another thing that complements it or says it more clearly. Um, And so it works by parallels. That's how Hebrew poetry works. And so whenever it deals with a number, whenever a number is going to appear in Hebrew poetry, it starts off with a number, and then it does the number plus one. And it's really that second number, the number plus one, that is the, the number that um, Agor is going to work with. So we're, aren't, we're not really necessarily supposed to think, which are the three things that are never satisfied, and which is that fourth thing that never says enough, but isn't satisfied. It's not part of the three, it's part of the four. That's not the best way to read it. I think the best way to read it is just to see that it's it's drawing a parallel. It starts with three, and then the next how do you parallel a number? Well, you say four. You're not saying the same word again. You're just doing the, the old number plus one, but it's actually four things he wants to talk about, not the three. He wants to talk about the four. And that's a little bit strange for us, but I think that's just how the poetry works. So four things that never say enough. Sheol, the barren womb, the land never satisfied with water, and the fire that never says enough. These four things never get filled up is a way of saying it. So Sheol is the Old Testament word for the place of the dead. It's where dead people go. And what it's saying is you can never have enough people die that no one will die anymore. You can never bury enough people that people will start living forever. Sheol, the place of the dead, the place where living people go when they die, that never gets filled up. It never says enough. And so it's a picture of kind of like insatiable hunger. Sheol always wants more people. Death always wants more people. The next thing is the barren womb. This is a picture of a woman who can't have a child, and she's just always got this hunger to have a child. If only I could have a child, I want to have a child. So it's not satisfied. There's an emptiness there. 
The third thing Edgar brings up is the land that's never satisfied with water. So it, it doesn't matter how many um, rainstorms that come by the prairies, um, eventually the water drains down into the ground and the crops are hungry for an, another rainstorm. They need more rain. Now, you can it can flood out, but those are temporary. What it's saying is that um, for your entire life, the land will always need rain to fall on it so it can grow its crops. It, there'll never be a, a rainstorm so thorough that you can go 10 years without needing more rain for the corn. It always needs another rainstorm. It always needs another rainstorm. It always needs another rainstorm in order to grow the crops for people to live. And then the final one is the fire that never says enough. So you start a fire in a forest. It, after it's burnt a thousand trees, it just it never just says, I'm full and just go out on its own. It burns and burns and burns until all its fuel is gone. It consumes, it consumes, it consumes, and then it kind of starves to death because it doesn't have any more fuel to burn. It never just quits and says, uh, I, I'm done. So why are we supposed to be thinking about Sheol, the barren womb, um, the cropland, and fire? Well, what Agra is getting at is he's saying, think about desire. And here's four things that have unsatiable desire. And two of them are destructive desire. And two of them are life-wanting desire. Which one are you? What are you like? So if you think about it, which two things have an insatiable appetite for destruction? Okay. If you said Sheol and fire, I think you're right. Sheol is just death, 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 give me more death. The fire is burn, 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 give me more destruction, and they're never satisfied. The barren womb is hungry for what? Life. The barren womb just wants life. I want to have a baby. I want to produce a human being. I'm hungry for life. I feel empty without producing life. And the, the fields that want rain, what do they want to do? They want to produce a crop. They want to produce life. They want to feed people. They want the corn to grow, the wheat to grow, the barley to grow, the oats to grow. We want more rain so that we can grow more things. And so there's these two, the two things on the outside, if this is a proverb sandwich, the thing it starts and ends are about destruction. And the things in the middle, and often the middle part's the important part, the things in the middle are about life. And so it's saying, what are you like? Are you a person who is hungry for life and to produce life and to see life? Or are you a person who is hungry for destruction and death? Are you a wise person or are you a fool? Where are your appetites? That's a huge question. It's a question for the wise to do some introspection and look at your desires. What do you want to see? Do you want to see life? Do you want to see human life grow and the things that make human life work, like food? Do you want to see those things grow? Or do you want to see death and do you want to see destruction? But it's a question of desire. It's a question of satisfaction. It's a question of appetite. So this is what Agar is pressing towards us. Look at your heart. Do you love life? Do you love the life of God? Do you desire to see more life and more fruit? Or do you not? Are your appetites consumery? Do you want to just swallow things up and you don't really care if there's anything more after that? This is Wisdom Wednesday. Be blessed.